Hello, my friends. Welcome to Alive and Thriving. Today, we are going to dive into a topic that has been on my heart for a really long time. So, as you all know, if you know my story, the whole way that I even came across EFT was through my own personal healing journey. I didn't go on my maternity leave and think, okay, I'm going to go and seek out these modalities to start a whole new business and a whole new profession. It found me and I stumbled across it. I stumbled across tapping. I was scrolling Instagram and I literally was like, someone said, if you're struggling through lockdown with anxiety, try these things. And one of them was tapping. So I started this journey that I had already been on to some level and tapping and then the other modalities that I then since then have embarked on and learned and refined and everything that I have done came from and started with a healing journey that I was on. Now, I am nearly four years working with women and I love watching them do the same thing. I see it. I see it all the time. I see these amazing women who are on their own path, on their own healing journey. And what comes from that is not just these outcomes, and it's not everybody, but it is a lot of the women that I work with. It must be something in the energy in my world. It's not everybody, but what happens is they come and they're there to overcome anxiety, to release trauma. They're there to help themselves really shift into a more authentic space internally, reconnect with themselves find purpose and clarity in their life. And what happens then is they realize that there are tools and techniques that they actually love, that they are also really good at, and that their pain becomes their purpose. And whether they are wanting to leave their nine to five because that has been a part of what is draining them and they want to go on a journey as a healer or a coach and they want to have their own impact or whether this connection to self has actually led them to break away from their autopilot life and go and start something that they have so much passion for, maybe service-based businesses where you're working with you're working in people's homes, where you're working in, in beauty, where you're working in finance, in accounting, in bookkeeping, in, in recruitment, in whatever it is, these women are connecting with their purpose. They're wanting, they're done with that autopilot nine to five world. We say, you know what I always say, nine to five, it's never just nine to five. They're done with not enjoying their life. They're done with handing themselves over to somebody else's hours and to somebody else's vision and someone else's mission when they are so impact-driven and so purposeful. They're done with that. And then they go and they start their businesses. 
And for some of them, it is just a way to connect with their purpose and their passion whilst they still have their job. And that's perfect for them because that's where they're at. Maybe they even love their job, but they want to be connecting to that thing that lights them up at the same time. Sometimes, though, they keep the job because of, and this is what we're going to start to get into a little bit today. And it's not so you can just all go and leave your jobs. I understand we need, if, if we need to be making money to be getting where we need to go, all those things, we need a plan. That's important. But what we're going to start to talk about today is that real identity shift from being the healer, being the person being healed, being the person who has always dysfunctioned in traditional employment, being the person who has had their hobbyist business, been running their business on the side and now they're done with their nine to five and they're ready to back themselves fully and they're making that plan to step out of their business, stepping into that identity shift of that woman versus the entrepreneur. Because what I also see is these courageous women ready to back themselves, ready to start their businesses. And a lot of the training that they have, whatever modality they are trained in or multiple modalities, they often have a bit of a business model at the end bit of a business module teaching them how to get their basic things set up so that they can go and start operating as a business. What these don't cover is who they actually need to be to operate a business, who they need to be to sit with the resilience that needs to come with entrepreneurship. How different the even the mindset of the hobbyist and just the business owner to the entrepreneurs, they are different mindsets. They are different identities. And we need to start to unbecome the identity of the woman who was functioning in traditional employment, who had to apply for her leave to get her two weeks off over Christmas and potentially only 10 days because the rest of it was denied. We need to stop functioning from that limited paycheck mindset because money and, and the relationship with money, that all shifts and changes when you step into entrepreneur, onto your entrepreneur journey. And there is so many different aspects, which I cannot possibly cover in today, but we will be covering over the next sort of six to seven weeks on this podcast. So many different aspects. So really for the woman who is coming out of her own healing journey and she has now found what lights her up, who is now ready to go make her impact on this world. For the coach, the healer, the service-based business in any industry, any business that you are stepping into, if you are coming out of that mindset, that traditional employment, the mindset that your business is a hobby, and you're ready to turn that into a thriving business. If you have been healing and you're in touch with your authentic self and now you are ready, you are ready to go and make that impact on the world. If you have that belief in yourself just enough that you are going to put yourself out there and step out on your own, 
But then you have all of these layers underneath you of who am I to be doing this? <laughs> what if it doesn't work? What do I even do? Um, oh, yeah, well, I've got an ABN and a logo, so that's all I need. And, and where are my clients? If that is you, then you are going to love the next few weeks. Absolutely love the next few weeks on this podcast. Because that is what we are going to be diving into. Who you need to become. What you need to unbecome. And core things, core topics that are really going to support you into stepping out of the hobbyist, the person being healed, and into the identity and owning that identity and embodying that identity of the entrepreneur. So today we are diving deep into a topic that I know resonates with so many of us at the beginning of our entrepreneurial journey. And this might be, again, for that woman who is just starting or just about to start, or maybe you're three years in and you are still hiding behind self-doubt and you are still crippled by imposter syndrome because the part of the business that you haven't been working on is yourself. I know this topic resonates with so many of us, myself included, which is why I surround myself in the masterminds and containers that I'm in, which is why I invest in mentors that can see this coming from me from a mile away, which is why I don't shy away from the personal work because I understand that entrepreneurship is not just strategy. Yes, it is a huge part, but it's not just strategy. Okay, It is a massive personal growth journey. You are challenging yourself in so, so many ways, so many ways. You are learning skills that are so far out of your zone of genius. You are getting knocked back after setback. And you need to be able to master that mind and you need to be able to clear your energetic field and have subconscious beliefs that are supporting you, not self-sabotaging you. So today we're going to get right into the topic of authority. And that really is you stepping into your authority. That is that who am I to be doing this? Who am I to be helping people? Oh, I really want to be a life coach, but who am I to be starting this business? I really want to help people do this. Who would listen to me? I even had somebody say the other week, I had a client say, my journey hasn't had a big like pivotal moment where it's like, oh, this tragedy happened and then I shifted. Because crafting us, sharing our story and things like that when we're on this journey is really common. And she's like, no one would relate to my journey. And we started chatting about it. And how she got where she got to where she is was through navigating her own challenges. Challenges that millions of women would resonate with. And in her mind, it was like, oh, I didn't overcome this illness or no one passed away or that I didn't have these big injuries or there wasn't some, as I said, big transformative moment where she realized that this was it. 
but it was a series of action steps of continually showing up for herself and overcoming. And we realized everybody's journey is worth sharing. Everybody's journey is relatable to. And we all have an authority in what we are doing, regardless of whether you've been in the industry for 30 years or whether you've been in it for three days. This is not about anything about moving into somebody else's lane. This is about you stepping into your own authentic identity, your own authority. Talk about in this episode a really common myth that I think is actually (laughs) self-imposed. It is a self-imposed myth. Um, that every single new business owner needs to have figured out from day one. I'm going to tell you what that is shortly. We're going to get really real and honest about how many of us are actually feeling that way. How many of us actually have those nagging thoughts like, who am I to be doing this? Or what if I can't really help someone? This endless loop of self-doubt that we need to master. And I am going to go through some really powerful reframes with you that I actually share with my clients. So we're going to bust these myths and these stories wide open today. Okay. We are going to help you to move through these self-imposed limitations. Because as I said, this is not just about I've started a business because that's where so many of us get stuck. It's, oh, I've got this business now. Where are my clients? I'm posting on social media, so where are my clients? But meanwhile, your brain's don't post about that topic because you can't actually help someone because who are you to be doing that? Because look at that person who I'm comparing myself to who's actually 10 years ahead of me and has invested $100,000 in her business journey, but, oh, I'm not as good as her, so I better not share that. So I'm not going to talk about anything that I don't feel actually passionate about or authentic about. Because what if someone judges me or what if they think I'm not qualified enough? But I am posting on social media, so I should have clients. <laughs> Does that really- And I have heard this. I have heard this every single day in my mentoring and, and healing containers. It's, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this because I've been posting on socials and I haven't got a client. Maybe this isn't right for me. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this because even though I haven't actually responded to one of the comments that somebody has posted on socials or I haven't strategically started collecting emails to nurture people or even though all of this, I feel like I've done everything and I should just give up. This is, this is identity. This is internal work. That's not strategy. You're listening to Alive and Thriving with Jessica Reed, the podcast that's all about empowering you to achieve optimal wellness and success through self-care, holistic practices, and raw conversations. Jessica and her expert guests are here to share powerful insights and strategies to help you overcome stress and anxiety, take charge of your life, and thrive in life and in business. Grab a cuppa and let's dive in. When I first started my business, I remember literally stepping out and for me, I felt like all of a sudden I was so visible. 
And I didn't really know what to do with that. And here's the thing with my 80 odd followers, it wasn't that visible. And that's not to say you need thousands of followers for a successful business because you don't. 80 followers who are the right people, that would be amazing. Imagine that, 80 80 engaged, loyal followers who were all your ideal client, all ready to buy. Who needs thousands? Let's just start there. I didn't have any engaged, loyal followers. I just had 80 followers. And I started posting about my business and I made, first of all, the mistake of just posting about what I offer. I had no strategy behind my posting. I did not understand the customer journey. I had not learned anything other than I'm just going to keep telling people that here I am and you can work with me. And maybe this would have worked. So, for example, I had a business in 2013. This worked then. I sold over 200, what do you call them, exhibitor booths for a brand new exhibition with that kind of advertising, with that kind of, this expo is coming up, secure your spot. That doesn't work these days. These days, everything is about relationship. And you know what, in this industry, so it should be. If you're moving into that coaching space, that healing space, anything service providing, anything where you are working with the energy of another human being, it should be about relationship. So I was posting and I was like, okay, here I am. Got this new service. It's amazing. I can solve all your problems, not just getting nice and specific, which I know you probably heard about niching down. Don't follow that exactly. That is a conversation for another day. That is something that I teach in my mastermind. Speaking to everybody doesn't work. Solving everybody's problems doesn't work. We do need to be solving very specifically and very clearly the problems of your ideal client. I didn't know what an ideal client was. I wanted to help everybody. I wanted to work with everybody. And this lack of clarity, this lack of clarity in my office, this lack of clarity in my messaging was coming from a lack of clarity within myself. Oh, who am I? What do I do? What do I offer? Inside my head, it was like, am I qualified enough? Can I really help these people? What happens if I get busy? I think I've shared on podcasts before, there was a part of me that was actually blocking myself from being busy because I was torn internally between more daycare hours for my daughter and having clients, even though consciously I was desiring clients. Gone off on a tangent. One of the biggest things, so yeah, I've posted and I was like, you know what? I'm here. I can solve all your problems. Come and work with me. I wish I could play a sound. I might try and play a sound effect now. Pits. Pits. And why? Because I had not actually fully backed myself internally. Because I was not playing to my strengths. I was not being authentic. I was just, and it's okay, we all do this. I was just like blindfolded navigating my way through. But hey, I had my ABN and my business name, my logo, my website. Should have had clients, right? So then come in, comes in all this self-doubt. Oh, I'm going to have to go back to my nine to five job. Maybe I'm not qualified enough. 
Maybe everybody knows that my home life, my personal life is not 100% perfect and therefore I am not qualified to help anybody. This is not big brother. Nobody can see into your world. That's not to say like that because we don't have to have everything perfect. That was a big thing I had to overcome. That came from perfectionism, not perfectionism in the sense of everything that I did had to be perfect. I have a line three in human design. I make a lot of mistakes. I'm a manifesting generator, so I skip a lot of steps and then I circle back to them. It was more about image. I had this full story and I've spoken about this before. It was a big belief that I had to overcome, a self-blocking. I'm going to call them not self-limiting. I'm going to call them self-blocking beliefs that was limiting my ability to actually work with people. And I had this belief that while there was any kind of issue going on in my personal world, which, hello, I'm human, I have children, in a relationship, like nothing's perfect, that people would see right through me. That was an internal reflection being projected outwards. No one cares. In fact, what I have actually since learned through, since then is that the challenges that I face and I choose what I share because I get to keep things personal, as do you, but the challenges that I face, the ones that I do share and I share how I overcome them and I share the fact that I am actually embodying the tools that I use with my clients to overcome those that brings more people into my world because they know that I am real and they know that I have been there and I'm not just standing there saying, do this and your life's going to be magic. I'm showing you that there are real ups and downs and that there are real ways that we can deal with this. So for me, what I now know is that is embracing my role model line in human design. I am showing up, showing you, and my experimental line showing you what has worked for me, what hasn't worked for me, showing you that I have challenges too. This is a space to be human. So the myth I want to bust today is that myth of being ready, being qualified enough. And I'm sure you've heard it. Am I actually ready to start seeing clients or should I have everything in my life perfect first is a really common misconception that somebody needs to have reached a certain level of expertise or a certain level of readiness define readiness how can you when do you know if you're ready it's a little bit like children for some people that being me i didn't think i was ready i didn't think i actually had this story this is way off topic, but I had the story that I wouldn't be a good mum because I'd never been around children and I wasn't ready. So the universe said, here you go. And here's the thing about that. You learn along the way and it's the same with your business. It is the same with working with clients, ripping that Band-Aid off, booking your first session, putting yourself out there. How do you know when you're ready? And I encourage you to actually journal on that. What are your signs that you're ready? 
what is the story? Oh, I'll be ready when I feel what? Do I know what that is? I'll be ready when I achieve this. I'll be ready when things settle down over here. The most successful entrepreneurs learn and grow along the way because this is a journey. We don't start out perfect. Nobody starts out perfect. Every single person that I learn from who are many years into their very successful business journeys, they are still learning. They are still growing and they value that. And this growth, this is what builds expertise and it builds credibility. So this myth that you have to be ready. And as I said, it's a self-imposed myth. I have to be ready. I have to have had a certain level of expertise. Maybe I just need to do that one more course. Excuse me. Maybe I shouldn't post on social media until I've done all of my foundational work. I'm not going to post anything at all or tell anybody that my business exists until my website is done. No. Do it messy. Get started. Imperfect, authentic action. And through this process of actually doing, of stretching your nervous system, of sitting in that discomfort, and please get help along the way. Please get help if you don't know what you're doing. Even if you do know what you're doing, get help. Surround yourself with people who are doing the same things as you. It doesn't have to be a lonely, confusing journey. But this process is where that inner work also comes in. Inner work is a huge part of it. So we're learning from our experiences. It's like we're being thrown in the deep end. We're learning on the go. But then this inner work comes with a shift in the identity that I was speaking about at the beginning. It's that shift into the business owner. It's that shift from I have a hobbyist business, I just work three hours on the weekends when I go to the market and when I make my product every fortnight or however you're doing it, and it's a hobby for me. It's when people say to you, how's your little business going? And so you're like, oh, yeah, it is a little business. Only, only brings in whatever amount of money it brings in. Hasn't made any money yet. Do you know before I was making money, I never, ever, ever once referred to my business as a little business. I never allowed myself to show up to work in my business or on my business with that mindset of, oh, but I'm not making any money yet, so it's not a real business. No. Every, like, yes, obviously making money is the important part of your business, but if you're in that early stage, you need to show up as if you have this full-time business, as if this is it. How you show up, that energy that you show up with, that mindset that you show up with, that is so impactful. And people feel that. And it's not even so much about smoke and mirrors and fooling people into thinking that you have turn-ups at your live events or, or pretending that there's someone live on Zoom with you in a recording. It's not like we are not here for that. We just show up authentically and we own the part of our journey where we are at and know that those things that you see where there are hundreds of turnups and membership launches with 50 to 100 to 500 people, they are so possible, but they are not the everyday experience. 
what you are experiencing of putting things out there, trying to find what works, trialing lead magnets, learning what a lead magnet is. <laughs> Whatever you are experiencing, that is also normal too. So part of becoming this identity as an entrepreneur and stepping into your authority in your space is allowing yourself to unbecome all of these stories and unbecome the mindset of the hobbyist and unbecome the mindset of the little business and unbecome the traditional way of showing up. The woman who you were who showed up for your nine to five is not the same woman who needs to show up for your business. Yes, there will be interchangeable skills and use that in your authority. Okay, I may be a brand new life coach. I may be a brand new healer. I may be a brand new bookkeeper. But I have 17 years of bookkeeping, of accounting experience. I worked in a bank for however long. I actually have 10 years of looking after a team in my job. And therefore, I already have leadership skills. I have interpersonal skills. I have HR skills. I have what skills are you bringing in from your life, not just from your job, but from your life experience. So your authority piece into this comes from your interchangeable skills that you have learned throughout your whole life, your lived experiences. No, just because you've healed yourself doesn't always mean we can go and heal other people. I know that. But your lived experiences are so valid and so many people are going to resonate with that. You have more authority to be doing what you are doing than you actually think. And as soon as you realize that entrepreneurship is just one big personal growth journey, and that outsourcing the things that are not your zone of genius as soon as you can, <laughs> that's going to save you a, a ton of energy. But entrepreneurship is just one big personal growth journey. And resilience, becoming, unbecoming, setbacks, challenges, busy times and quiet times and learning and, oh, my goodness, it just it doesn't end. It doesn't end. But the woman who gets to show up to that is going to determine how you come out on the other side, whether you want a million-dollar business or whether you just, and I don't mean just lightly, but whether you want to be creating a million-dollar business or whether you just want to be creating an extra couple hundred dollars for yourself a week, whatever it is for you, you get to do that. You have the authority to do that. And all of those things still apply to you, regardless of what end of the scale you're on. If you are impact-driven, then your growth is starting within. So let's chat about who am I to be doing this? Who am I to be doing this? I hear it all the time. Oh, who am I to be doing this? I, I don't know if it'll work. What if no one becomes my client? Oh, I've been posting on social media for a couple of months. No one's bought from me. All those things. Who am I to be doing this? This is imposter syndrome. It is a, a lack of authority. And I'm going to ask you, who are you to not be? 
Do you have a passion and a purpose? If you have a gift that can help someone, if you have a gift that can help somebody to release the stress and the anxiety of looking after their books every week and present them with the freedom of knowing that all of that aspect of their business is actually so well taken care of that they get to live in their zone of genius and not have to stress over money. How is that not a gift? If you know that you have a skill or a tool or anything that can help somebody to overcome some sort of challenge in their life, that is a gift. It is a gift. If you feel purposeful enough that you want to actually be stepping out and helping people do whatever it is that you are thinking of or you are already stepping into, then how dare you not share that? How dare you not share that? What you have is a gift. So who are you to not be doing it? And the more you expand and the more you grow, the more capacity you will have to hold. Next level clients. The universe will only deliver you what you are energetically capable of holding now. And that's great. So let's step into trust. Let's step into trust that the person that you are ready to hold space for is ready for you. And as you grow and you expand, the next level comes. Then there's the question of what if I can't help them? And that, I think, comes into that self-imposed myth of am I ready, am I qualified enough, or just this fear of failure, this fear of what if they come and they work with me and they don't get the changes that they are desiring and what if I can't help them and what if, and then what if then I'm a terrible coach or I'm a terrible healer and let's just actually start. We're going to start from the fact that, first of all, It is not your job to fix anyone. It is not your job. You can hold their hand as much as they want you to. You show up as a tour guide in their life. It is not yours to fix. It's not even broken. Their healing outcomes are ultimately not your responsibility. Your responsibility to them is to show up with the tools with the skills, with the framework that you have, with the energy that you have, to show up ready to support them at your fullest capacity is not your job to make it happen. And some people aren't actually ready yet. They have deeper levels of healing or nervous system work to do first. Some people aren't ready And you won't ever be able to help them until they're ready. And that's okay. Some people will come for what they see to be the surface level problem, but they might not be ready for what you identify as the root cause. That's okay. This is not your journey when we step into this space. It is our client's journey. Some people are still on a perpetual healing wheel where they believe they're broken and they're not willing to get off that yet. And so they are looking for the next quick fix and the next quick fix and they're not your people either and that's okay. 
every single one of those people bring you experience and you'll start to identify those things. You won't be able to help everyone, nor should you want to, nor should you want to. Body not being ready is not a reflection on you. If you are facilitating and somebody doesn't do any of the work, they show up but they're so guarded that they're not actually willing to allow themselves to break through what they need to, they're just not ready. And this is not anything negative to those people either. It's just not the time for that layer that they think that they're ready for. That external work is not done, that internal work is not done. If they don't do that for themselves, because ultimately, again, you are only the tour guide. If they don't do that for themselves, then that's not your fault. That is not your fault. You just show up doing your best. So first of all, it's not your job to fix anybody. It's not your responsibility for them to be fully healed. Their healing is a journey and it's their journey. Then I want you to reframe this, this what if I can't help someone? And I had this conversation in our mastermind the other day. What if I can't help someone? Can you reframe that to be like, what if I can? What if I can't help someone? What if I can? And I want to tell you a really powerful what if I can story from me. There was a moment and it was not long after my best friend passed away. She had a stroke out of nowhere and there's a blood clot in her carotid artery and nobody knows what caused it. But I started thinking, as I do, (laughs) as we all do, I started thinking, this work that I'm doing with other women really impacts their nervous system. It impacts their stress response. It impacts the way that their body lives in fight or flight. The physical implications that has, and this is what I'm talking about, the bigger picture, the ripple effect, the impact of your work, no matter what that is. If somebody comes to me, And all they take away, all they take away from it is how to maybe, I don't know, use tapping to calm themselves down when they are feeling stressed. And all that they do from that is intervene their stress response more regularly than they were. And all that comes from that is a lowered blood pressure. And all that comes from that And I'm saying all now in a way that is like, these are big deals, even though it's like all they took away, maybe they didn't reach their magic wand goal, but they did take away the coping skill that intervenes their stress response. And let's say they've intervened their stress response more regularly and they're in a parasympathetic nervous system more regularly and their blood pressure has lowered more regularly because they're not in this chronic stress response and therefore they don't throw a blood clot and therefore that clot doesn't go in a major artery and therefore they don't have a stroke and pass away. I think that's a pretty good outcome. Not, And I'm not sad, I just want to be very clear. I'm not saying because I don't know nobody, we don't know what caused this for my friend, but I was just thinking down this pathway of this idea of what if I can't help somebody get to their big magic wand goal, knowing that is going to take commitment from both of us. But what if 
they literally just learn to intervene their stress response and that's all they walk away with from me. What if that ripple effect actually saves a life? What if you help somebody reconnect back in with who they are after they have lost themselves for years and then that person no longer feels depressed, comes off their antidepressants, starts living fully in the present moment, goes on a journey of healing their trauma, then goes on to have children who are directly impacted by that healing journey that parent has been on and they are not passing down generational trauma and that parent shows up calm and regulated and that child grows up feeling secure and safe without any kind of anxiety and then goes on to pass that on to their kids all because they worked with you on self-reconnection this healing look at this impact so what if you can't help them okay but what if you can and i want you to connect to your what if you can your what if you can is bigger than you it is bigger than just your client it is a big ripple effect so what if you can you have the authority this is you these are all you stepping into this space of authority that you are so worthy and deserving of doing what you are doing no matter what stage you are at even if your business is still in your concept it's still a concept in your mind last one i want to address is what will people think and i'm going to say why do you care and i'm going to ask that with curiosity i'm not being smart why do you care and i encourage you to go deeper on this get your journal out why do I actually care what people think? Allow yourself to explore that worst case scenario. What if someone judges me? What age is showing up with that fear? That is an inner child fear. When were you judged? When did you feel like you were judged? When did you feel like you didn't belong? What age needs to be healed? What healing work needs to be done? And then what reframing needs to be done? for you to be able to move through this. It's all well and good to say, I don't care what people think, but if there is a wounded in a child, she does. <laughs> she cares, she cares. And we can bring her safety and we can heal her. We can do so many amazing things. I want you to go and journal that. Literally, okay, why do I care? And break it down, chunk it down. What does this mean to me? Okay, so what does this mean to me? You keep chunking it down until you get to that core reason. You can see that even just stepping into this business journey, into this authority of a new identity, and I don't mean identifying yourself with intertwining your identity with the identity of a coach or a healer. We need to be able to identify ourselves outside of our profession, but stepping into the authority of being able to help people and being able to make a difference in their lives. If you make handmade products and you want to start a business and you know that every time you have sold somebody those beautiful earrings that you make, that they have the biggest smile on their face, they have this feeling of self-confidence as they put them into their ears and they walk around with their shoulders back and their head held high because they feel beautiful. What a difference are you making in their life?
Don't underestimate with whatever you do. Don't underestimate your what if I can because you are helping people no matter what you do. You are helping people. So you have the authority already. It is already within you, but you need to start to embrace that identity of the business owner, of the entrepreneur, sorry, so that you can really step into that authority. We start our businesses and we so often just go straight to that, okay, I, I need an ABN and I need a business name and I need a logo and I will charge this much, which probably isn't enough and that's okay if you're just starting out, but this comes into the authority and the relationship with money. There is deeper work to be done. Even if you've gone through your healing journey, now we want an identity shift into the entrepreneur. Where is that deep guidance work? Where is that foundational work? Where is that mindset shift, that identity shift? It will come. But until you recognize that it's actually an integral part of it's the pivotal piece of what you are doing, until then you're probably going to feel like you are hitting a lot of walls and you're probably going to be living very with a very loud head and if business is just about making money for you if that's all you're going into it for then that is okay if that is what you're going into it for but I would say you are probably likely to expect stagnation you'll probably end up at your not self theme or frustration or anger or or disappointment or whatever that is for you, you'll probably end up there quite regularly because, again, this embodied work of of why, of the what if I can, of of the why am I doing this, even just connecting, well, what does money mean? Okay, money actually means food on the table. What else does that mean? It means safety for my family. It means potentially financial freedom. And what does that mean? That means that I can give back more. That means that I can set my children up with this. Go deeper. It's not just about making money. What is that for you? I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. And I want to hear from you. Come over to my Instagram, jessica.c. Did this resonate with you? Are you in that limbo land or should I start my business? Who am I to be doing this? have some things coming for you in the next couple of months March to be very specific I have some very impactful and powerful things coming for you so come and say hi on Instagram tell me about what you want to be stepping into come and tell me that you just had the courage to sign up for that course that program that training that certification that you have been telling yourself that you are unworthy of for years come and tell me that And then I'm going to support you through that journey so that you can step into that authority. You can become that embodied entrepreneur because that is what we need to be doing. You have the most amazing day or night whenever you're listening to this. And I cannot wait to continue on this embodied entrepreneur journey in next week's episode. 
Wow, what a journey it's been today. We are so grateful for each and every one of you who tuned in to Alive and Thriving. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep growing, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your favourite platform. It's a simple but powerful way to support a small business like ours to continue to make an impact.